Here we go. Bradalone's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1038, March 16th, 2023. Oh, man. What? It was 79 degrees on this day in that gorgeous gift from nature, the spring of 2012. Wow. 79 degrees. Beautiful. It was 10 below on this day in 1900. And after the music, I have additional notes about this day in 2012. All right. Good to know. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushiro. Before I get to that day in 2012, John in Arizona informs me that Garage Logic, yeah. Garage Logic, has its own version of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Joe, you surround yourself with a dumbass, a jackass, a wise ass, and a smart ass. You, right. you, you figure out who they are. And those are our pronouns. <laughs> That's what we identify as. The smart ass would be Kenny. The dumbass is Rookie. Uh, jackass is Reavers. And the wise ass is Kenny. Wait, I mean, I'm wait, sorry. The wise ass is height. height. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm good. As long as I'm not the, you know. That's diversity, know. equity, and inclusion and belonging. Dumbass, jackass, wise ass, smart ass. Well, I think then we need to call you asshat. <laughs> <laughs> Chief ass. <laughs> Get it? Jackass. What are you? What did we say Reavers was? I'm going to be quiet. I'm dumbass today. Yeah, and you're happy a, with that, aren't you? I'm fine. Fits me. He's uh, a jackass, wasn't he, Chris? He's a smartass. No. Smartass. No. Chris, he's a jackass. jackass. Yeah. He's the jackass. jackass. Kenny's the smartass. That's why I played the song. Ken, John's the wiseass, and Kenny's the smartass. Yep. And I'm the assass. Rookie and looking for that <laughs> soundboy, you know what I unearthed? What's a donkey punch? I'm not. I I'll don't show know. you. Oh, Whoopsies. God. Whoopsies. <laughs> yep. That was a that was a treat for Rookie. I thought you were going to leave your mic off, wise ass. Yeah, it didn't last long. Did <laughs> no, I mean no, jackass. Jack. Didn't last long, did it? Okay, twenty twelve on this day. What would that be? Eleven years ago, Chris Ross notes because he's paying attention. Unlike any of the asses who didn't look any of this <laughs> yeah. up. Eleven years ago today was the opener. Wow! It was really? the opener. Wow! It was wow. the opener. Probably the Holy early. Holy moly! Probably the earliest in Garage Logic history. Oh man! No, no. My records have it that on Friday, March sixteenth, twenty twelve, it was seventy eight degrees by four p.m. Well, we now know the record was seventy nine. That day was officially called that year's opener. Eleven years to the day, we now have a winter weather advisory in effect. Nothing much here, I know, except cheers to an opener coming soon. I doubt it will be tomorrow. I, I do doubt that, too. Yeah. Oh, man. I just thought of something. Where, Rook, where are the opener records? I have them. You do? Mm -hmm. per, sorry, permission to speak. Yeah, do, where are they? I have them in my file. Where is that? On my desk at home. <laughs> Ooh. Strike three. Strike three, you're out. But Damn. I do remember that. Do you know, Rook, remember the show that day? 
Do you recall that at all? Because I do remember no, this. I do. It was a festive show because it was the Friday before St. Patrick's Day, so Jackass and Smartass were, were in full force. Right, but I remember, uh, more importantly, well, golf courses open. And that's where I was going. You were late coming back from break yeah. because you were on the phone making a tea time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I do think, now we were on the radio in 2012. Yes, yes. I think on Saturday, March 17th, 2012, we were at the car show. Really? GL was at the car show. It's not, I'm not recalling Yeah, it's it. not ringing a bell with me either. But I, I trust you. Well, I would hope you would. Yeah. Or was it Saturday Sports Talk? I don't know. Oh, but whatever, really? in the spring Ooh. of 2012, nature blessed us. Just like, may I say... <clears throat> Just like nature, despite the inconvenience to a lot of people suffering flood damage, uh, Kelsey sent me a big piece from Newsweek that shows the before and after photos of the reservoirs in California. Oh, wow. All of which are full. Oh, wow. Or most of which are full. The reservoirs have been replenished. Isn't that wonderful? I love it's nature, good, man. Yeah. Nature, a, re, nature repaired itself without any governmental intervention. That's a good point. You accidentally stumbled on a good point. <laughs> what did man have to do with this? Dumbass comes through every once in a That's while. That's right. What did man have to do with this? Zero. Nothing. Zero. There weren't billions thrown at a storm or a hurricane or anything like that. This is nature at its finest. Lake Oroville is California's second largest reservoir. The... Uh, Excessive precipitation has allowed the lake's levels to rise by more than 200 feet. Oh, wow. I saw a picture of Lake Oroville. It looks plump. Okay. California's second largest reservoir was down to its lowest levels ever recorded in September 2021. 628 feet above sea level. Incessant parades of atmospheric rivers have almost refilled the 3.5 million acre foot reservoir by March of this year. Wow. Wow. It's recovered 217 feet. Whale Rock Reservoir. Other reservoirs have benefited as well with Whale Rock Reservoir in San Luis Obispo County filling with so much water that it overflowed for the first time since 2005. According to a report by the Modesto Bee, this is the 13th time the reservoir has overflowed since its construction in 1961. The reservoir has not exceeded 90% capacity since the spring of 2019. Look at this wonderful picture here. It doesn't do the listeners any good, but I'm looking at a photograph of a logging truck driving across the Enterprise Bridge as dry land was exposed on the banks of Lake Oroville Reservoir in May of 2021. And now that same picture shows that reservoir is full. Love that. Nice. Santa Margarita Lake is another reservoir in the same county. It over uh, has overflowed since January. Uh, we see an overflowing of the Salinas Dam at Santa Margarita Lake. AccuWeather also addressed the ongoing drought recovery and anticipated that most of all or short-term drought parching the state would be remedied by mid-April. Okay. Now, that's truly God's work. That's God's work. 
humans, man, humans, <laughs> had nothing to do with it. The development, development is a sharp turnaround for California. One year ago, the U.S. Drought Monitor map reported that the entire state of California suffered from moderate drought. More than 86% of the state suffered from severe drought, and more than 12% of the state suffered from extreme drought. Okay. The numbers worsened at the start of the 2022 water season in September, with areas suffering from extreme drought more than tripling to 40%. Uh, current numbers by the map show that more than 26% of the state is now free from drought. None of the state, nothing, nothing in California right now suffers from extreme or exceptional drought. AccuWeather meteorologist Brandon Buckingham told Newsweek that even more precipitation is forecasted for California with an incoming storm expected to hit the area next Monday. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Now, granted, you're having a lot of flooding problems, but that's what's going to happen. Nature doesn't care where you live. Right. And At California's all. nature has healed. And I think that's just fantastic. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I forgot completely, but that's all right. Nature is healed completely. Yeah. That's wonderful news. Naturally. That's that's right. Yeah. I did go to the local papers, 2012, to see what they were writing about the weather. Back here in uh, town, 2012, yeah. yes. The Star Tribune, March 17, 2012. The only story even mentioning the weather is that uh, allergies are coming out strong because the pollen's out so early. Well, I'm going to say it. something hmm. smartassery. <laughs> 2017 was recently enough... 2012. I'm sorry. 2012 was recent enough that the early onset of the warm weather. Oh, well, I, no, I have it backwards. I won't say anything smartassery. I'm surprised they didn't say anything. 2012 was recent enough, I meant to say. 2012 uh -huh. was recent enough for them to have seized upon that for their agenda, which yeah. was catastrophic global warming is upon us. And you're noting that they did not. And that's actually why I wanted to check, just to see if anybody would say that. And I even went to the back page of the uh, local section where Paul Douglas is, and he doesn't mention anything about climate change, just how glorious the weather is. So. You know what? I just think everybody loved it so that they yeah. put aside their... <clears throat> Their fears for humanity. I, I, I don't know. I think mentioning allergies is kind of a negative approach. It's nice and warm, but oh boy, our allergies now cranked up early. Woe is us. It wasn't written in that fashion, Kenny. Oh, okay. Everybody doesn't really it's, look at things like you do, Like Kenny. I do. Yeah. You know, the best well, part of the first 70 is always seeing the people outside that have, that's maybe their their legs haven't seen sun in some time. Yeah. You have the shorts on. That's hey, always, ghostly. Yeah, that's always a good sign. I've had shorts on outside for the last three weeks. Well, you're weird, John. I'm not. Uh, our friend like, Carl like in Northfield sent me a piece <laughs> that he apparently read on the Powerline blog this morning. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was written by a British climate skeptic named Neil Locke, and we can't find much on Neil Locke. No. I can't, uh, I can't in good conscience tell you who Neil Locke is, but it's one hell of an essay, and whoever Neil Locke is, he's a man after my own heart. 
He is not only a skeptic, he said, in his view, the entire global warming and climate change accusation is a total fraud. Those that have peddled and are peddling it are traitors to human civilization. Yeah. In addition, they are causing severe mental damage to many young people through spreading lies, fears, and scares. They deserve to be brought to justice, made to compensate all those they harmed, and duly punished as, the tra- as traitors deserve. Oh, I love that. Because you hear these frauds threatening to jail climate skeptics. Yep. He wants to he wants to jail the the climate alarmists. I don't think uh, either side should be jailed. By the way, basically accusing them of call, uh, yelling fire in a crowded theater. Isn't it proving your point as to why we can't find much on him though? Because he doesn't share the viewpoint with with mainstream? Maybe that's it. Those who have bamboozled into believing there is a climate problem at all, let alone a crisis, need to look at the facts, evaluate them, and reach their own conclusions. They must stop fearing anything that hasn't been proven to be a real threat, and they must stop accepting guilt for anything without proof of their guilt beyond reasonable doubt. They also need to stop deferring to politicians as authority figures, experts, and the mainstream media instead, as garage logicians do. They must use their own judgment and spread the truth on the matter as best they understand it to all those they can. Oh, who are you, Neil? <laughs> I, 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 you're a, I hereby pronounce you a, a, a garage logician. The alarmists, in order to argue that there is a climate problem, require that the surface warming directly caused by having more CO2 in the atmosphere is dwarfed by the feedbacks to this direct warming through other processes, notably water vapor and clouds. But many skeptics, including experts such as Richard Lindzen, do not agree. They think these feedbacks may even be negative. Moreover... Hmm. An empirical estimate of long-term climate response, including feedbacks by Nick Lewis and Judith Curry, suggests that the effects of CO2 on climate are way less than even the lower bound of the range given by the IPCC. The absence of a permanent hotspot at about 10 to 12 kilometers up in the atmosphere also suggests the feedbacks from warming induced by CO2 cannot be cannot be large. The alarmists, I think, have caught themselves in a trap. The effects of one degree of warming over 140 years have not been catastrophic. I, I, right? Don't we all agree? I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, Despite their, their, their cries and pleas, it has not been catastrophic. Why then should we suppose that the effects of at least one more similar warming would be any worse? That defies both common sense and history. The effects of the warming into the Roman and medieval warm periods and find and out of the Little Ice Age weren't bad. Of course, the alarmists will probably try to scare us by telling us that equilibration, equilibration is slow and there's a lot more warming yet to come, which is already baked in from past CO2 emissions. But that would imply that a lot of the last 140 years of warming is due to factors other than CO2. The alarmists are wrong either way. Oh, thank you, Neil Locke. Here, here. Who who are you, Neil Locke? Who are you? On that good news, go buy some jewelry. Get it while you can. Yes. Get it while the times are good. Get it before the earth disappears. Go to RF Moeller Jeweler. My jeweler, the only one I've, uh, seriously, the only jewelry store I've ever been to in my life. 
that I've ever used. Mm-hmm. Family owned and operated in the Twin Cities since 1951. I used the St. Paul store at uh, Ford and Cleveland Parkway. They just remodeled it. It's gorgeous. They're also at 50th in France in Edina. It's where I've gone. Well, I've never bought jewelry for a birthday. You haven't? Well, maybe I have. I'm sure you have. Well, it's where I I'm going. I know if you did, I know where you went. Uh, if I did, if I if I went, I got it for birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, engagements, weddings. Uh, Producer anniversaries. Diamond you know, studs, your year diamond with anniversary bands to celebrate a milestone, engagement rings, which can be designed by their in-house artisan. Everything stays in-house, including repair and free lifetime warranty is all-encompassing. It's RF Moeller Jeweler. They are the best in Minnesota. Ford and Cleveland and St. Paul, 50th in France in Edina. In our climate, using seafoam, it's not a luxury, it's a necessity. AGLers Kenny here. It's warm one day, it's frigid the next, fog, rain, snow, freezing drizzle. Seafoam works to fight off the condensation and remove deposits while lubricating the moving parts and preserving engine vapors, making starting easier on the cold days. Nothing worse than a vehicle not starting when it's at or below zero. Seafoam is on our side and a true miracle in a world of bad gas and miserable temperatures. For more tips, Log on to seafoamworks.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris. Reavers is a paid endorser. I'd like to hear some Dylan songs today, not the same ones you've been playing every day. Here's Dylan. This guy wears many hats, just not in really? Joe Sushere. Uh, I haven't played yeah, in a while. That's Dylan. That's Dylan. Yeah. <clears throat> GLers, do yourself a favor. Before you run off to anywhere else to shop for safes, click on over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a look at the Liberty brand of safes. They will provide you the best protection from calamity. And then stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Meet the owner, Rich. He's an easygoing stand-up guy. He'll make sure you go home happy. And by happy, don't don't get the wrong idea. By happy, I mean you just bought the best safe ever made, the Liberty safe at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, Forget about some generic steel box from anywhere else, including the big box stores. Stop in and see Rich, and uh, you'll, you'll be happy. It's the best place in the Midwest to pick up a safe and get lock services. Our guy, Rich, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Well, unfortunately, my prediction that uh, inadequacy will come to the ranks of doctors, just like I've seen it happen to the ranks of lawyers. We see these 
kids at Stanford who don't deserve to be lawyers. Right. The, the observation I'm making as it pertains to the failed academy is that as the failed academy believes it is doing yeoman work by uh, passing everybody, they begin to uh, not grade them on actual fact. They're grading them on cultural identity and, and meaningless things that can't be measured. Right. And I now see that a doctor is sounding the alarm about the danger of prioritizing equity over skill. Equity over skill. Over skill okay. in the medical field. Oh! The country's largest surgical organization is no longer promoting excellence in surgery. <laughs> how, can, well. how can the insurance agencies allow this? This is ripe for he took off the left leg. Oh, you're supposed to take your arm off. That's a great question. Dr. Richard Bosshart, a plastic surgeon based in Florida, said he was banned for life from access to members of the American College of Surgeons and their online discussion forums, quote, for raising concerns about the organization's push for critical race theory and anti-racism measures in the medical field. The mission of the American College of Surgeons, which was written into their initial mission statement to serve all with skill and trust, has since been changed, Bossart explained Wednesday, he, he was a guest of Tucker Carlson. Uh, where was I? Oh, they were supposed to be promoting excellence in surgery and supporting surgeons and their patients. Unfortunately, this is no longer true. My ban occurred because two years ago I noticed there was a direction of the ACS, American College of Surgeons, to try to jump onto this systemic racism bandwagon. That seems to be very popular these days. The ACS leadership went to war against itself, he said. I declared the ACS, the American College of Surgeons, to be structurally racist. It also went on to say that surgeons are racist and even the practice of surgery is racist. What? What this did is it produced a type of messaging that now states that, as you clearly put, it's best if patients are treated by surgeons of their own race. The board-certified plastic surgeon asked host Tucker Carlson what he prioritizes when he's looking for a surgeon for his loved ones. Skill, Tucker Carlson responded. Skill? Absolutely. What about trust? Boss Hart said. I would say that after skill, probably the single most important thing goes into providing good medicine is trust. A patient has to trust that the surgeon is not only competent and skilled, but also has their best interest at heart and will do the best for them. A surgeon, on the other hand, has to also trust the patient that they will understand that the surgeon is doing his or her best. Bossart argued in an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal that the ACS was deliberately promoting ideas that sow distrust among doctors and patients, insult the integrity of professional surgeons, and reduce the quality of the care we provide. My God. They want skill, not skin. He wrote the organization was silencing dissent by banning him from online forums and blocking his access to a directory of his peers. These are the actions of ideologues intent on radicalizing the surgical field instead of improving care, 
Surgeons cannot let that happen, Bosshart wrote. The only way to reverse it is for surgeons to speak out against the corruption of our profession. The American College of Surgeons must choose between surgery and ideology. What if I approached them and played their game? What if the next time I go into surgery, I demand a white surgeon? What oh, would happen? You'd be denied. Oh, you'd be written up in the newspaper. Funny thing is, I've got my cardiologist, a guy I will swear by, a white guy. Uh, I have a relative who also has a cardiologist, same hospital, uh, Abbott, um, Minneapolis uh, Heart Institute, uh, a guy from India, swears by the guy, will not see anybody else. Color doesn't matter here. It's I don't skill. care if the guy is a pygmy from Borneo. As long as he's Just got the skills. Me. Yeah. As long as he's got the hands, let's go. It's well, it's what I predicted, and I, I, wow! I don't. It's eerie to think that I'm being proven right. I don't want to be right. Right. <laughs> so, so, did you say early on that they are going to overlook skill in favor for race? Right. That was the whole point. Right. Uh, let me see if this, I can. Fi- yes, they're uh, that's, emphasizing it. That yeah. is the less than game being played out yes. in in medicine. What do these Mysterians want? Equity. What do they want? Equity. Well, equity in, in lowering the... Uh, yes. It comes at a cost, and we're seeing it play out. Joe, you were, we had it last week with lawyers. Was it Delaware? Amongst many other states that are lowering... Delaware. The standard for the bar exam. Right. When are they going to get it? We don't care. We want the best, and we don't care what the best is. Male, female, race, it doesn't matter. Give me the best. Jesus. I don't want to be right. And I'm right. Well, you guys recall, I don't even know if you can still find it. We played it. Do you recall we played on the air? The welcoming speech oh, at the U, U of M, M. Yeah. in the medical school. Right. Uh, I don't know if you saved that, but good Lord. I don't give a damn about your cultural What was identity. the gist of it? I don't remember. What was the gist of Equity it? Equity and inclusion. What about blood flow? How about right. the way the prostate works? How about uh, Can stitches? I, how about passing tests with A's that have something to do with the subject matter, <laughs> not how in tune you are with belonging? <laughs> it was the white coat ceremony, right? Yes, yeah. the white coat ceremony. I'm trying to find it. But the only videos I can find now are all of the pundits talking about yeah. how outrageous that well, this was. Would it be analogous to suggest that that's kind of what's happening with Jensen? Look this up, rookie. Go. Indiana, Indiana medical students subjected to DEI instruction on gender as part of basic human structure courses. In other words, the human structure would be skeletal and muscular and full of blood and veins and arteries and organs. But In, what they're Indiana, I'm sorry, Indiana medical students, students subjected to DEI instruction, instruction on gender. Uh, DEI is diversity. What is DEI? Diversity, we'll find out. environment, equity, equity and inclusion. Uh, diversity, inclusion. equity, and inclusion. Yep. 
Aren't our bones the same? Well, not according to Jimmy the Greek. Documents obtained by Fox News Digital showed Indiana University School of Medicine students are being subjected to DEI instruction on gender as part of their human structure class. Fox Digital reached out to Indiana University uh, to comment, but they did not receive a response. Uh, Let's see. I've got to go to the jump here. When will traditional news gatherers like the Washington Post and the New York Times realize that they should report on this because they're going to have to face a surgeon sooner or later. Students in the class are taught to be more inclusive healthcare professional for gender diverse patients. Isn't the swimsuit area, you got one or two deals, regardless of how you identify right. queer, lesbian, gay, right. whatever the case may be. Right. On the surge, on the table, you got two choices. That's it. Yeah. Um, First-year students at the school are being subjected to woke, diversity, and inclusion instruction. We don't use the word woke. Regressive. Uh, Regressive. Students in the new class receive a sex and gender primer lesson that includes instruction how gender being a social construct, that sex and gender gender are not the same thing, and on how to be more inclusive healthcare professional when it comes to gender diverse patients. Look at me. You can't flunk that. You cannot flunk that. Uh, one PowerPoint presentation for the class lays out the learning objectives for students, including that they will compare and contrast the terms sex and gender, that sex and gender are not binary constructs, and how to use inclusive terminology relating to the anatomy of patients, and how to understand that using inclusive terminology will pro- positively affect healthcare of all And my prediction was, and apparently is, that that will carry as much weight in the creation of a doctor as the factual classes will. In other words, in other words, I can see it coming where uh, you know Mary Smith got all D's in her blood work courses. How about use me? Okay, rookie. rookie got all D's in his blood yes. work courses, <laughs> yep. but he really aced. The way he feels about inclusivity, yes. uh, diversity, and uh, inclusive excellence. So do he I didn't go to the flunk of, those. So do I go to the head of the class now? Well, you're 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 not kicked out of school. Can I get some scrubs? You're not kicked out of school. I should be. Because first person I open up, that's going to be any what, doctor who works on me. I want to know they took classes that you can flunk. Right. I don't give a bleep about what you think about cultural identity and gender. I don't give a flying bleep. Scared me. Oh, no, I'm under control. (laughs) I don't care how you voted. Uh, I don't care where you're from, where you're going. All I care about is your skill level. Here's some of the questions. Gender identity. Do you perceive yourself as man, woman, or non-binary? That's what keeps me up at night. Cisgender. (laughs) Cisgender alignment of a person's sex assigned at birth and their gender. Uh, Immediate example, uh, genetic double X, gender identity is a woman. Transgender. Do not identify with their sex assigned at birth. Okay, don't we know all that crap? I guess, but that's what these first-year medical students at Indiana are going through. This is part of their curriculum. There's a whole bunch. There's 21 pages. Yeah. Orthodoxy has been blown out of the water. It's just not there. 
We've S-canned orthodoxy for idiocracy. That's what we've done. Yes, sir. You know what's neat to think about, too? What is that, Chris? Once I these... see you're talking again. Ooh, yeah, he's <laughs> permission to speak. Yeah. Um, once these people start to enter the workforce, get their tenure in, then they become administrators. Then they're going to become heads of boards. And this is just the beginning. That's what's neat to think about. I know a guy who is in a uh, a job search right now. Uh it's not you, is it? No. Yeah, it's not. Please tell me. In the medical field. Oh. And I'm hearing a lot of peripheral information from him that echoes much of what we're talking about. Really? Mm-hmm. And this person, I assume, doesn't tow that kind of company line? No, he's a GLer. Right. Who's the doctor in Garage Logic? Remember, you put a buck under his uh, placemat or his uh, desk blotter. You left a buck. Yeah, he, let me think. Some guy doctor, told us about the doctor. Um, not recalling it. My uncle was a doctor. Doctor Babar. Oh, Doctor Vinny Boomba. Vinny Boomba. Babar. Is that one beer too? Oh, my Sweet. uncle was Fletcher. I, I got news for you. <laughs> He took courses that he could have flunked, mm. but he didn't flunk. No. You know what he said about vitamins? Yes. Most expensive urine. We have the most expensive urine in the world. <laughs> urine should be the color of a pale lemonade. I know. Mine is. Oh, well, Thank I didn't you. mean to get that. Thank personal. you for that. Yeah, you uh, let you in, folks. What else do you want to know about them? Well, you know what Gene Mock's theory of vitamins was? What? What? They work if you think they do. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Did he tell you that through the screen door? No, this was in, I got to sit next to him on this occasion. But when I first met him, uh, I wasn't feeling well and he wouldn't let me in the house. So I had to stand out on the patio and he stood behind the screen door and answered my questions. That That's interesting for more than that, uh, having just been out to the desert recently. When I saw Mock in the winter of 1976, I was in L.A. to cover the Rose Bowl and some other things, and Mock had been named manager of the Twins. So, Sushere, take your rental car and go out to Rancho Mirage in the desert and talk to him. If you're familiar with the desert at all, if you can picture Rancho Mirage, that's where the development had halted. That's mm. as far as it had gotten. Okay. And now Rancho Mirage might as well be downtown Palm Springs, and it spread miles and miles and miles east of that. Hmm. Miles and miles east of that. In other words, when I went to the desert in 1976, it still was sleepy compared to what it is was today. Was it one of those drives where you were worried if you had enough gas to get to the next town? No, no, no. It's you just take I ten out of L.A. It's not more than an hour's drive. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was before the windmill farms that are there now, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was quite the uh, quite the adventure. Gotcha. Uh, might we take a time out, please? We can, Joe. But I would like to tell the GLers first about the best water going. Look at I've got my jug here. 
Guess, yeah. what's, guess what this is full of? That's full of uh, kryptonite. No. Uh, Hofferman Water and Connecticut, the best water treatment system. I've been a customer of both Connecticut and Hofferman Water for years. Extremely satisfied. They've got a customer for life with me. If you're thinking about making the switch, Hofferman are your folks. They offer sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems that includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. And that's because a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances inside your home. So give them a call today, 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or go to their website, HoffermanWater.com. If you go online, you can see everything that they have available for you. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Positive Thursday. It's brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Mr. Mike Schoonover's on the horn with us. Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, located in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Hey, Mike, any potholes on County E between Snelling and Lexington? You know, they uh, they do a pretty good job of maintaining them. So, you know, the plowing is good up here. So I think we're okay for a while. Are you seeing pothole-related damaged cars come in? Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's folks that are calling either they have a bent rim or they uh, had a, a tire damage or their car doesn't steer, you know, the steering wheel's <laughs> off. Um Okay, well, it I, is brutal, especially, I, especially in your uh, in your cities closer to those tall buildings. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. Because uh, have you had any uh, weirdos from St. Paul call up and say, "Yeah, my car's making a chunking noise." <laughs> yeah, there's a guy that lives down on Maine that uh, yeah. he's kind of a curmudgeon-y type of dude. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what could he possibly be talking about? A chunking noise. Is it, it? I'm thinking it's just a loose panel or a guard or something underneath that might be flopping. What could it be? Uh, either he either he bent a rim or he he did enough damage to the tire to you know uh, you know ruin the tread. You know the the ply on the inside maybe damage the inside of the tire. Who knows? Because some of those some of those potholes when you hit them hard enough, I mean that's just that's a lot of. That's a lot of impact on that tire, and, you know, they're not perfect. So there's something's got to give. You should sponsor a few potholes. <laughs> I like that idea. Pothole ahead brought flashing, to you by. I put flashing lights by them, so it might defeat the purpose. But we'd be helping the community. That would be, be even better. Well, I love in St. Paul and Minneapolis, sometimes they'll just throw a traffic cone in the pothole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you it's, got... crazy. it's that time of year. Is it possible to bend a rim and not break the bead so you, your tire um, is still inflated? Can you do that? Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. That happens. That happens a lot. So, uh, folks, be sure if you hit a big pothole, just give it the walk around. Check those rims to make sure it's not got a ding in it or a little dent down there where the bead is. Uh, you, you don't want to. You don't want to be traveling down the freeway at seventy-five miles an hour with a bent rim. That's not going to end well. Um, and I do have one more question, completely unrelated to anything automobiles. 
Did you happen to see the wild game last night? I sure did. Um, True or false question here for you, Mike. Goalies in the NHL should always be allowed to fight. True or false? Uh, That would have been really cool to watch. (laughs) I know. That would have... You know, Fleury's done a lot in his career, and that would have been just the icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, that's the that's that's what I like about that game of hockey is those guys are willing to jump in and and help their teammates and their buddies, and um, and Fleury is, you know, Fleury is he's a good looking dude, and he's not taking. I don't think he's ever taken a punch in his life, and probably never been into a fight, but. Uh, when he's will, willing to throw down the mitts and take off the helmet yeah, and go yeah. toe to toe with yeah. that crazy goalie from St. Louis, uh, that just that tells you something about the character of these guys. And nothing gets the team and the crowd into it more than goalies going at it. It's just so fun for everybody. Uh, GLers, if you hit a pothole. You got to call up Scooney. Pretty much anything related to auto repair, glass, service, bodywork, oil changes, uh, tires, rims, anything you need, call up Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care in Shoreview, and you'll get hooked up. Over 85 years, always rated as one of the Metro's top body shops and the official body shop of Garage Logic, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Joe Suchule, the keeper of common sense. The Keeper of Common Sense. Uh, That's a pretty good title. You know what else is a really good title? The Keeper of Keeping Your House Warm and Cozy. Suits, don't look at me like that because I know that you like a cozy home. Maybe get on the sofa, the Davenport... Grab a little Afghan. Ray and know. Walter would love Joe because all he does is walks around and turns the heat up everywhere. That's what Walter wants to do. They want to tell you people they can make your home cozy. Do they have a really funny jingle? Are they crazy on TV? No. They've been around for 100 years because why? Because they get the job done and they get it done with qualified people. So when your shelter needs a little um, tweaking, whether it's air conditioning or heating, call 612 825 And these ads to GLers, all they want to tell you is, we've been around for 100 years, we have four generations, we're not going anywhere, and we're not fly-by-night. We are here for you. Go to welterheating.com, welterheating.com, or call 612-825-6867 and tell them Rook sent you. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. But uh, did you say they need a jingle, Rook? I can write them a jingle. Yeah, do it. And and Welter Heat. For you. Oh, okay. Johnny, be ready That's in my next it. ad. Be ready in my next ad. 100 ad. years. That blows me away. They, they were heating with what? Coal. Brodsky, right? they have been doing it all for Minneapolis for 100 years. Uh, heating oil. I remember getting the, the heating oil truck arriving at our house. Wow. You, well, fuel, yeah. Who we still it? have that, Hallman though. Oil? Huh? We still Hallman have oil? that. Or something like that. Okay. Uh, anyway. The, uh, yeah. Before I get to news, uh, all this doctor talk reminds me, and I think I've told you guys this before, my cardiologist, whom I love dearly and has been very good for my health, uh, his backstory, he's Dr. Mirozoyev from Coon Rapids, but he grew up in Russia. And when well, he yeah, go, no, I draw the line at a commie doctor. Well, no, now when he was a young man, he basically was given a choice. Yep. Join the Russian army or go to med school. Wow. Yeah. He, he chose med school. Yeah. 
Needless to say, and now he's here, and uh, he's, he tells me it's the best decision he ever made. I would have obviously. So. I should have been a dentist. <laughs> One local sports news note to kick off this portion of the show. After a 30-year run, the owners of the St. Saint Paul Saints are selling the team. The group includes, of course, Mike Veck, movie star Bill Murray, and Marm Goldklang. They're selling to Diamond Baseball Holdings, which owns 13 other minor league teams. That group built the Saints from an independent team in Midway into the Twins AAA affiliate. Executive Vice President General Manager Derek Scharrer will remain in charge, according to the Pioneer Press. The character of the team, which is known for its zany promotions, won't change, he told the Pioneer Press. He said, here's the thing. If the flag is a pirate flag, that's what they're investing in, according to Scharrer. What was the figure, John, the financial terms? Do we know? I did not. Did you see a figure? I, I, I looked, and I, I couldn't one. find one, so I was just curious I if you see. would... Yeah, same thing. I okay. saw a couple stories and didn't see a figure. Anywhere. Although I get the sense, though, that and, and this is not ripping the decision to join forces with the Twins, that they kind of lost a little bit of that independent charm when they became the AAA affiliate, don't you think, a little bit? Yeah, I've, well, I've only been to a couple games, and it doesn't get as quite zany. as wacky. Yeah, not as, as zany. Zany, good word. In news, the Metropolitan Council has decided to close the Metro Transit Uptown Station in Minneapolis temporarily. It says they hope to reopen it when newly hired security guards are on the job sometime this spring. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> the Met Council and Metro Transit cited rising violent crime, vandalism, and drug usage as reasons for shutting down the Uptown Station, which is used by customers waiting for bus and light rail transportation. In a unanimous vote, the Met Council also approved a two-year, $6 million contract with Allied Universal Security to provide unarmed security personnel at six different Metro Transit locations. I would locations. say they should be armed. Well, I, uh, John, are you sure? I think you meant to say security measures, right, instead of guards, because I'm seeing mall cops. Um, they mean oh, metro. They mean saying. metro transit police officers. Please tell me that. I allied universal security, Kenny. I, I, I'm I seeing know. mall cops too. Yeah, yeah, I don't want mall cops. I want guys with guns and that handcuffs. Counts. Did you guys that happen to catch the? Uh, I believe it was 20 second video that surfaced yesterday in response to this, saying, "This is what you get at this uptown location every day, and it's just open drug use everywhere on the street." As a woman's trying to get off the bus. With her groceries. And it's the same with the train at the Lake Street stop. Yep. They just hang out there. Yep. Met Council member Wendy Wolf said crime was up 54% on buses and trains in 2022, and the need to help Metro Transit Police with security personnel is imperative. There's your answer, I guess, Kenny. So they'll be yeah, there. yeah. I'm reading ahead. Allied Universal Place Unarmed Security Officers. That doesn't work for me. Sorry. The security contract is $3 million for one year, and the second year will be $3 million if the Met Council sees results. If the Met Council does not approve of the performance by the security guards, the agency can cancel the contract after 12 months. Joe, remind us again, the Met Council, aren't they the ones responsible for the uh, Southwest Rail Line boondoggle? Yes, they are. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Which is getting worse by the minute. Yeah. Minnesota courts will allow greater audiovisual coverage of criminal proceedings starting next year under an order filed by the Minnesota Supreme Court yesterday, but the rules will nonetheless remain more restrictive than those in many other states. Worldwide broadcasts and live streams of the 2021 trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin and his conviction for murdering George Floyd, which were allowed under special pandemic rules, were widely seen as a success. 
That led Chief Justice Lori Gildea to launch a process that led to the easing, which will take effect on January 1st of the upcoming year. The order removes a long-standing requirement in Minnesota that both the defense and prosecution consent to camera coverage of most criminal proceedings, which effectively prevented it. The rules were eased five years ago to allow live and recorded coverage of sentencing, but trial judges will retain, uh, retain broad discretion to allow or disallow coverage on a case-by-case -case basis. Yesterday, St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter and Fire Chief Butch Inks announced the St. Paul Fire Department's purchase of Minnesota's first fully electric fire truck. The mayor said we're Ooh. excited. Ooh. <laughs> ding, and ding. I'd rather burn to death than uh, be uh, rescued by the Bleepmobile. Do you have the numbers, uh, John, the figures, the cost? We're excited to be the first in the state to invest in this state-of-the-art fire truck, said the mayor. It brings us all the critical green energy benefits of an electric vehicle while meeting the high safety and efficiency standards that we all have for our fire department. <laughs> Members of the St. Paul Fire Department received demonstrations of the RTX truck from Austrian-based designer and manufacturer Rosenbauer earlier this year. Inks and other personnel praised the functionality, safety features, and quiet nature of the RTX truck. Yeah, because you don't want to hear that thing coming at who all, Who cares right? if it's quiet? you got a fire <laughs> well, to put out. That was addressed <laughs> by the fire chief. He said, communication on fire scenes is important, can be extremely difficult when six or seven loud diesel engines are operating in high idle. So... Oh, that's what the chief says. Okay. What's the probability, because we've seen it happen with other EVs, that a fire truck catches on fire? Well, or what if oh, she runs I, out of I, juice about ironic. six blocks from the fire? <laughs> hey, we're going to get there. It's charging. Start dragging your hose. Hey, hey anybody, anybody got any cables? <laughs> I need a jump. <laughs> this, this is going to take a little while, by the way. They haven't started building the truck yet. So the build process well, for the truck cancel has, the order. And it's expected to be completed in the year 2025. It takes a while to build an electric fire truck. 2025. Yeah. The governor was sitting in the one where, that was built here, correct? Up in uh, up in St. Cloud, you got a bus company. That's right. He That's called where it Kamala went. Right. He called it yeah. neat. Yeah. yeah, they're nifty. It's neat. They're neat. Uh, Rook, Nice Sager, and Evans. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate I appreciate that. Yeah. St. Paul Mayor Carter also announcing down payment and homeowner rehab assistance applications now include eligibility for inheritance <sighs> fund assistance. Hmm. The down payment assistance program offers support to all qualifying St. Paul home buyers who make up to 80% of the area medium, median income. The homeowner rehab program offers assistance to all qualifying St. Paul homeowners who earn up to 80%. AMI. Qualifying descendants can receive up to $100,000 in down payment assistance to purchase a home anywhere in the city to compensate for lost generational wealth. Carter said in a statement, we're proud and excited to be leading an effort to rebuild the generational wealth lost by families of old Rondo who were displaced in order to build I-94. We've heard public apologies for decades. Now we're taking action to help restore what was stripped away. Those eligible for the inheritance fund can complete an application and be placed on a wait list for the full inheritance fund pack. But no money to fix the potholes. We have to come up with an increase in the sales tax because your property taxes keep going to enlarge the government in ways that Melvin Carter has done. Star Tribune reporting, uh, though they have yet to take effect, Minnesota's clean car standards to limit climate pollution from tailpipes are being legally challenged. Good. 
A coalition of soybean farmers, gas stations, convenience stores, and ethanol industry players has sued the governor and state pollution regulators in federal court, saying the requirements violate federal law and will damage their business. Minnesota can't regulate vehicle fuel economy beyond federal standards, even if California was granted a federal waiver to do so, the plaintiffs argue in a lawsuit filed Tuesday. They claim Minnesota's more stringent emission standards will significantly cut demand for liquid fuel and hurt gas stations along with the state's significant ethanol and biodiesel industries. Of all the states our idiotic lefties would emulate, it's California. Right. (laughs) Well, they're doing well. Yeah, sure they are. But that's a U.S. District Court, right? I wonder what the chances are of that thing getting thrown out. Oh, God, I hope they win. Yeah, I hope they at least make it into the courtroom. That's yeah. my goal. I'm, yeah. I'm so cynical about it. Sheesh. Harvey Cardigan, a Ooh. serial killer. Harvey Cardigan. Yeah. A serial killer and rapist convicted of murdering two women in Minnesota 50 years ago died earlier this month at Oak Park Heights Prison. Uh, Joe, perhaps you'll remember this. I do not. He, he's a serial killer, apparently. He was con- suspected in more killings and convicted in the 70s of at least five sexual assault and rape cases against women and children as young as 13. Karganen was 95, died of natural causes March 6th. After imprisonment, he became known as the Want Ad Killer, which was the title of the 1983 true crime book by Anne Rule that was written about him. The title referred to how Karganen lured young women through job postings in classified ads. He grew up in North Dakota. His first alleged murder came at age 22 in 1949 when he was stationed as a soldier in Alaska. He beat and killed 57-year-old Laura Showalter in Anchorage. Showalter's body later found in an empty lot. Mm. Kaganen was convicted of murder, sentenced to be hanged, but he was released when an appeals court ruled the conviction was invalid because there was no testimony that his confession, uh, confession was obtained voluntarily. He was also convicted for assaulting a different woman in Alaska and incarcerated for a little over 10 years before he got released from Alcatraz in 1960. Then in 72 and 73, police in Washington state identified him as the suspect in the murders of 15-year-old Kathy Miller and 19-year-old hitchhiker Laura Brock, but never brought charges because of a lack of physical evidence in those cases. The first Minnesota murder, 1974, his ex-girlfriend, 29-year-old Eileen Huntley, who he had lived with after moving Mm -hmm. to Minneapolis, Authorities found her body in a field near Zimmerman. In September that year, he was also charged with the murder of 18-year-old Catherine Schultz, who was found dead in a cornfield northwest of Cambridge. During trials, his attorneys argued he should be found not guilty because of mental illness. A juror told the local newspaper that the panel felt the man was mentally ill to a degree, but they believed he also knew what he was doing. Douglas Thomas, one of Cargadon's attorneys, referred to his client during court as a shell of a human being, a homicidal maniac, and a stainless steel schizophrenia. Well, that POS lives to be 95. It makes you wonder about the whole death thing, doesn't it? Right. And then some innocent kid gets nope. struck by cancer or something, and this this yeah. whatever this thing was lives to be 95. Ah, it makes you wonder. Is it wrong to go to church and pray for a brutal prison death for that guy? No, I think it's okay. That's alright. Hey, can we back up one story? I, I want to be a little more negative um, about that last <laughs> story. Yeah. Uh This is actually the second legal challenge. The first one was brought by the car dealers, remember that? And they lost in appeals court. They're hoping the uh, Minnesota, the state Supreme Court will hear the case. And then evidently there were a couple of lawsuits in Colorado, and they also were unsuccessful. So I don't see our chances. May not work, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's all. I just wanted to be a little more negative. Got it. 
Well, if you'd only, if they'd only copy my state, Wyoming. Right. Yep. Where are you heading yep. back there this weekend? Yeah, I'll be there. I'm okay. going to leave tonight. Good. <laughs> even, though the Wyo- even though the Wyoming thing was kind of showboating and fun, I still appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have uh, more news after this, including, including the death of a person all over the history of rock and roll, a very weird story. All right. Oh, I know who you're going to do. That's all right. Um, Great. Huh? Have you made your appointment yet? With? To get your taxes done? Uh, as a matter of fact, I have. Well, good. Well, go with the best, Joe. You know that. Go with Linda Keller, Keller Tax Service. Uh, she's taking care of what? Two of the five members here of the Garage Logic podcast. She's been at it for over 20 years. She's the best in the business. She prepares all types of returns for all types of professions and businesses. She's also perfected the virtual tax appointment via video or phone, and it's safe document exchange options, both encrypted and secure. Call her today, 320-352-0013, or visit her website, kellertaxservice.com. Saturday appointments are available. I think right now she hasn't uh, notified me that she's filled up yet on Saturday. Also, evening appointments, 320-352-0013. Her flat fee includes state income tax return, e-filing of all returns, and direct deposit of any refunds. So, give her a call today. Please let her know that you heard about her here on the Garage Logic podcast. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujure. Our very own five eyewitness news meteorologist John Jonathan Yuhas says the rain will be changing to snow this afternoon with one to three inches by this evening, along with temperatures falling into the low 30s by 5 p.m. Sorry to depress you, and I know yeah. it's hard to believe, but it won't be long, and that snow on your lawn will be gone. And a beautiful spring and summer long, just a click away, professionalturf.com. If you want the best, the very best on the block, the neighborhood, you've got to go with the pros at Professional Turf. We've all done it. They're a Minnesota lawn care company in our area since 82. Uh, what you do when you click on that link, you uh, schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis an estimate, and uh, a pro turf will send an experienced service tech out to stroll the lawn Check out the bad spots, the good spots, and then customize a slow-release fertilizer and weed control plan that's environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. Believe it or not, a lot of these companies, they throw an estimate at you over the phone. They don't even know where you, what your lawn looks like. Um, a beautiful, healthy lawn free of crabgrass, dandelions, and broadleaf weeds. It's just a click away, my friends. I can verify that, man. I can verify that. There's zero yeah. weeds, zero dandelions. Yep. It's the best. Yep. yep. It was absolutely wonderful having them in uh, South Minneapolis. In other news, fewer Americans applied for jobless claims last week as the labor market continued to thrive despite the Federal Reserve's efforts to cool the economy and tamp down inflation. Applications for jobless claims in the U.S. for the week ending March 11th fell by 20,000 to 192,000 from the previous week, Labor Department said Thursday. The four-week moving average of claims, which flattens out some of the week-to-week volatility, fell by 750 to 196,500, remaining below the 200,000 threshold for the eighth straight week. Applications for unemployment benefit are seen as a barometer for layoffs in the U.S. In a note to clients, analysts at Oxford Economics said there are still few signs that the recent jump in layoff announcements, especially in the tech sector, is translating to a rise 
in unemployment. That's the word that Patrick puts the emphasis on. Syllable? Volatility. He does uh, choose words to place an emphasis on. Yes. Adult film star Stormy Daniels met yesterday with prosecutors who were investigating (laughs) hush money paid to her on former President Trump's behalf. The news emerged as Michael Cohen, the former Trump attorney and fixer who orchestrated the payment, was giving a second day of testimony before a New York grand jury looking into the matter. The $130,000 payment was made in 2016 as Trump's first presidential campaign was in its final weeks. Daniels was negotiating to go on television to air her claims of a sexual encounter with him a decade earlier. Cohen made the payment and arranged another payout to a different woman at Trump's direction. He says Daniels met with and answered questions from Manhattan prosecutors, says she is willing to be a witness to the grand jury. Daniels has said she had a 2006 sexual encounter with Trump. Trump says it never happened. Federal prosecutors in 2018 charged Cohen with campaign finance crimes related to payments to Daniels and Playboy model Karen McDougal, arguing that the payoffs amounted to impermissible gifts to Trump's election effort. A Texas woman whose career in radio spans more than 71 years, you almost made it, Joe, was awarded to a Guinness World Record for her tenure in broadcasting. I might as well go for it, huh? Guinness World Record says Mary McCoy was awarded the record for the longest career as a radio presenter slash DJ when her time in the industry was verified at 71 years, 357 days on February 15th. She got her start working five days a week as a radio host at the age of 12. She beat the previous record by more than three years, according to Guinness. She told Guinness, growing up, my dream was to get into the entertainment business. I started out singing at talent shows, and I was asked to audition for a radio show. They liked what they heard, and I started working at KMCO Radio April 20th, 1951, doing a 15-minute singing program. Hmm. Now, 85-year-old still hosts a two-hour country classics show six days a week on KVST K-Star Country in Huntsville. McCoy also Where's the party? Mm-hmm. McCoy also had a music career in addition to her DJ duties and once shared the stage with Elvis huh. when the singer and his band joined her for a few songs back in 1955. A uh, rock and roll death. Uh, this one a bit weird. Uh, if you're familiar with drummer Jim Gordon, he played with a lot of folks. He was actually uh, he was. Uh, uh, part of the group that played uh, on the coast, West Coast, in the Wrecking Crew. He was a drummer for them. Uh, he was a studio musician, played, uh, oh, for instance, with Carly Simon on You're So Vain, uh, Steely Dan. He played a Ricky Don't Lose That Number, played with John Lennon. Well, he was Clapton's drummer for a while. Judy, Judy Collins, Gordon Lightfoot, Harry Nielsen, Sonny and Cher, Nancy Sinatra, et cetera, et cetera. He played with a million people. Then, after that, uh, he played with Derek and the Dominoes. Eric Clapton's band, of course. Uh, he was known at the time. Uh, remember the coda at the end, the piano at the end of uh, Layla? Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. Gordon, Jim Gordon, the drummer, came up with that. He mm-hmm. wrote that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, while things had been going badly for Jim for a while, uh, Jim had a history of disturbing and violent behavior. Huh. He was out, out on the road with Joe Cocker and the Mad Dogs and Englishman tour, very famous tour. Uh, at that time, his girlfriend was Rita Coolidge, the singer. Mm. Uh, at some point, he called her into a room without warning, uh, hit her, threw her against a wall. She said she had no idea why. Huh. Nothing, oh nothing, nothing came of it. He continued to work with the band. 
Uh, the, after that, he played with Alice Cooper, Helen Reddy, Dave Mason, Frank Zappa, Tom Waits, Johnny Rivers, Tom Petty, on and on. In between all of that was visits to mental hospitals complicated by substance abuse. Most of his fellow performers wrote it off as typical rock and roll lifestyle, and Gordon said he did his best to hide his mental health issues from bandmates. In 1983, after weeks of increasingly concerning behavior, he bludgeoned and stabbed his 72-year-old mother to death, saying that the voices in his head told him to kill her. That's not good. No. For years, he said his mother's voice ran through his head, one of many voices that protected him and deluded him. He soon received an official schizophrenia diagnosis, was sentenced to 16 years in prison for second-degree murder. 1985, Rolling Stone interviewed Gordon in prison. He said, I really don't feel that crazy. I think I'm pretty normal. I get along with people. It's a long story, isn't it, John? <laughs> it is. I just find it one of the really intriguing rock and roll stories uh, mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, play, he played on Pet Sounds, for God's sake. Played mm -hmm. on everything. Yep. And and he ends up killing mom. <coughs> Whoops, sorry. Didn't know it. My mic was open. Mm -hmm. Also, <coughs> tail end of Layla, see, so it's it very important in the history. So was he a pianist? Well, well he he could obviously. Kenny. Drummer. He obviously could play piano. I mean, he was the drummer for the band, but obviously he could play. You know, if when you go to these bands, Kenny, they all play everything. All these guys. Look, you saw the thing with the Beatles. Ringo sat down at the piano and started playing. Yeah, you know, not great, but he played. Thank so. you for mansplaining that than... to me, John. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very, I'm a very stupid man, and I need you, know, you to really you know, dumb it way down you know, to a third grade are, level. Kenny. I was watching you know? his face and turning, and I could tell that he was getting just boiling inside. He was getting so God, mad you're about so that. So mean, John. And all I have What's, for you why is did love. You ask the question. Oh, I just love you to death, and you're so mean. We why, have why this just breaking. It's in from the failed academy. Uh-oh. Dr. Tabia Lee was fired from the De Anza College's Office of Equity, Social Justice, and Multiracial Education because she ain't black enough. Oh, what? am I black Well, she's black, oh, but yeah. she didn't <laughs> adhere to the anti-racist orthodoxy that she was ordered to adhere to. Uh, so she got canned. Hmm. Wow. She objected to her school's indigenous land acknowledgement and statement. Uh, she didn't. Uh, she didn't buy a lot of this BS, so they they canned her. It's yeah. interesting, you know, Kenny. Sometimes when bands sit down, they all play different instruments. <laughs> I'm sorry, I brought it up. Yeah, you should be. A <laughs> Never heard of that school. Hmm. For the uh, did you did you want more news here, Joe? Or? Uh, one more. Yeah. Okay. Give us For the first one. time is a long one. A long face. For the first time in three decades, the U.S. has a new favorite dog breed, according to the American Kennel Club. Yeah, maybe we are out of time. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> no, we're no, done. this is a good one because Joe, you're always talking about the labs, and they that have been. That story is rough. The last, <laughs> the last 31 years, labs have been in the top spot. They're not this year. The number one dog, the, the French bulldog. What do you think of that? Dumbass, smartass, wiseass, and. <laughs> What's the other one? What's the fourth half? Jackass. 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 Yeah. Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Well, the French bulldog is number one, just so you know. So I know I know a couple that has a French bulldog. What's its name? I, uh, I don't know. You know who should the French be. bulldog for somebody. You know who should be number one is whatever the hell Larry is. Larry's awesome. 
Larry's a pug. Yeah, yeah he's cool. Larry's an asthmatic old fart of a dog. I love he's Larry. Not old. He's three years old, oh, Joe. Well, he's then why old. is he always snoring? He's, he's a nap. pug. They have their uh, noses pushed well, in fixed. automatically. They're like, they're like reavers. They need that surgery. Yeah. So he doesn't... Exactly. <laughs> this is the same thing. Uh, French Bulldogs, had I read the whole story, which was pretty long, yeah. It'll tell you they have breathing difficulties. Can also. you? Uh, I watched uh, a bulldog, French bulldog. Yeah, never mind all that. Can buffered. you put one of those yeah. n- uh, nose strip things, breathe right things on Larry? Maybe he'd well, breathe a little better. It's put. There's no nose. It's so pushed in. It's just put like a, a like a shove a marker or something up in there and clean that mess out. <laughs> yeah, do something. Come do on, something. John. why don't you take this signal out of here? Right so here. then I'm watching this, Kenny, and Tom Petty sits down at the piano. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with just a simple question for you. Are you feeling like it's harder to get in shape or and maybe even stay in shape? Well, guess what? I've got something for you. We've got a brand new sponsor to the Garage Logic podcast, Nugenics Total Tea. And guess what? They're offering a complimentary bottle when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. I got to tell you, I started taking this a couple of weeks ago. My goodness, does it work. You know, I'm in my 40s now, but I want to stay active, especially with two young kids. And of course, she's looking at me and getting tired of the dad bod feeling that I have. I'm telling you what, try Nugenics Total Tea. You know, for some time now, I've been feeling a little less like my old self, and I haven't had as much time to work out, but I wanted the energy and the body that I once had. And I'm telling you, Nugenics Total Tea really helped me feel revived. Hey, it's not your fault. As you age, your body loses free testosterone, the man hormone, you know? It happens to every guy, and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Remember when winning felt easy? Well, that's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone, wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofin will help you turn back the clock. It's going to re-energize your workouts and it's going to get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. So try it right now. Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. That's 231-231 and make sure you enter the keyword garage. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Look, it's not my intention to be mean here, but are you going to go out and have a heart attack tomorrow morning with your stupid shovel? Or are you going to be an adult and get to Tri-State Bobcat? Oh, oh, I, I guess I'm going to go to Tri-State. It's probably the wrong approach. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> go to Tri-State or die. <laughs> yeah. uh, and now is absolutely the best time to buy a Toro snowblower. Um, the, both the Toro Power Clear single stage blower and the Power Max two stage blowers. They're both on sale at Tri State Bobcat, Little Canada, Hudson, Burnsville. And I promise you, tomorrow morning, not only will you get the best deal this afternoon, no matter which one you opt for, but tomorrow you're going to have fun blowing snow. Might be the first time in your life, you crusty old creep. Come on, get it together. Uh, the same deal. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I don't know. Nothing. Nothing is um, wrong with you. I love it. 
You'll also get a really wonderful deal on last year's, previous model years, time cutter and Titan zero-turn mowers, anywhere from 42 inches to 60 inches. The discount's running 10 to 20% under the promo pricing. So if you're already set up with a Toro blower, for goodness sakes, get yourself a zero-turn mower. Uh, get into Tri-State. Tell them, you're a, um, tell them you're a GLer and you want that GL deal. Uh, Tri-State Bobcat located in Burnsville, Little Canada, Hudson, and everything they sell and rent can be seen at their website, tristatebobcat.com. Uh, emailer Dan wants us to know our Lieutenant Governor, Penny Peggy Flanagan, I did hear her say this, said, when our children tell us who they are, it is our job as grown-ups to listen and to believe them. That's what it means to be a good parent. This was in reference to minors getting sex changes. Uh, well, it wasn't, it's just a phase. It was believe them. I had a two and a half year old uh, the other day walking around with a truck. Okay. Girl. You worried about didn't that? Didn't bother me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think she's going to be a truck driver and maybe she will be. You know what? I won't care. If she wants to, you'll I let her do I it. Don't That's give fine. A darn. Uh, but listen to her, Joe. Listen to her. When she says vroom, vroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the emailer notes, in my youth, I was going to be a professional football player. My parents didn't believe me, and they told me to study hard. Thank goodness I'm 5'6 and uh, tall. Uh, next, I will share you with another quote I find pertinent, pertinent to Peggy's philosophy. If the older generation cannot get accustomed to us, we shall take their children away from them and rear them as needful to the fatherland. Hitler said that in June of 1933. <laughs> Hello. Both agree that if parents don't act in a way that the duly elected officials see fit, then the parents' rights should be terminated. This is a non-foghornable scary. Read the Hitler quote again, because we're, we're ready for it now. Uh, and I don't like doing Hitler quotes, but what oh, the this hell? might work. If the older generation cannot get accustomed to us, we shall take their children away from them and rear them as needful to the fatherland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying we're going to be the next Germany, but that's pretty damn close. Uh, groin kick, Flanagan, will you? That deserves this. She's uh, I she's you right think up she there believes with... that? You really think she believes that, or is no. she just towing no. the DFL line? I think so. Well, either way, think... it's wrong of her. Yes, I completely, I completely, I really don't think she believes that. I just think she's going with the political speak. Well, because that, that's, that's tantamount to believing it. If she didn't believe it, she'd have the courage to not say it. You had the line in I there that... But <clears throat> she's as much of a fraud as her boss. Oh. You had the line in there that uh, basically that you need to toe the company line when it comes to the people of the elected class. Well, it's gotten to the point where anything that comes out of the mouth of the current administration in this state, I do the exact opposite. I don't believe any of these people right. anymore. You know, your little kid says, I'm a guy, I'm a boy, and, and the little girls too. It's not your job to believe him, you moronic vice, what is she, lieutenant, lieutenant governor? governor? You <laughs> idiot. God, that's just sick. She's sick. Give her another groin kick. Oh, she gets two. She should that get one a day. deserves this. She's not going to be able to lead after that. That's all right. Hail the flashlight king. <laughs> 
Hey, hey you. I just re- returned from a five-week road trip to Texas and the Gulf Coast with the bride. Given Fun. the SUV and its cylinders are connected, we were able to keep up with Garage Logic. We heard a lot about Minnesota's push to 100% green energy, which gave me an idea. Uh, given that we were passing through several states with massive wind turbine farms, I thought it would be fun exercise to keep track of our observations as we pass these farms. I realize I need to seriously look at my definition of fun. In any case, here's what we found. We passed 204 wind turbine farms. We found only six farms where all turbines were. Is it turbine or turbine? I'm going to go with turbine. Tur- tur- okay. Either way works, doesn't it? We only found six farms where all turbines were turning. That's right, only six. We discovered 19 of the farms had no turbines running. I'm not a math whiz, but that's dangerously close to 10%. On the remaining farms, of the remaining farms, 10 to 25% of their turbines were not turning. No, I did not count every turbine, given some of the farms in Texas are thousands of acres. These are just old-time GL estimates. Some of the inoperative turbines were blackened and had melted rotors from what I assume were fires. Sadly, our final observation was that there was a good number of the farms had migrating birds passing through, especially in southern Texas. So that got me to thinking, when we make the full transition to green energy and we rely on these technologies for 100% of our power, what happens when 10 to 25% of the turbines are not operating? Do they turn off power to 10 to 25% of the homes and businesses, given they can't fire up those decommissioned evil coal plants? The world as we know it will end. And on that day, the winds will drop below 9 miles per hour. Minimum speed for turbines. And it's cloudy, so no solar. Even the Euphorian's EV cars will come to a stop. When we got back, I did some research. Uh, even a GLer can use the Internet. Uh, Minnesota currently gets 22% of its power from wind. All right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he goes on to uh, to provide charts. He did a lot of homework here. Uh Other interesting facts and things to consider. There are over 89,000 wind turbines in the United States. Over $20 billion was invested in wind just last year. Uh, Most wind turbine farms are in remote locations, not near the places with the tallest buildings. Wind energy is not considered to be reliable, but it is a fluctuating source of energy because the wind is not steady. Power output from wind farms varies day to day. It peaks at night, but the peak electrical demand is during the day. Finally, let's talk about the impact on birds and bats. I wonder where are the euphorians, according to the Audubon Society, an estimated 140,000 to 500,000 bird deaths occur each year due to turbines. Let's don't forget about our friends, the bats, who eat mosquitoes. Tens to hundreds of thousands die at wind turbines each year in North America. A longtime GLer and town council member, Ken. Uh, speaking of the Audubon Society, did you read where they're yeah. changing their name? Saw that. Because to what? They're, they're else, not changing their name. Or, no, they're going to hang on to the name they're James. Gonna, yeah. uh, but James Audubon, somebody did a deep dive, and he owns slaves. So a lot of Audubon... Uh, Clubs around the country are, are getting rid of his name. But the main, the National Audubon Society is not going to get rid of the name Correct. Audubon. Yep. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. somebody did the deep dive and uh, James Audubon 
was uh, on the wrong side of history back when he didn't know that. Got it. Well, he, he was, uh, he, I've known this for a while, he was against the abolitionist movement. Yeah. He used to campaign against them. Yeah. Well, then why we name birding after him? Yeah, I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. A question maybe for Ken uh, or somebody that wants to do the research. I'm not going to. No. Uh, <laughs> there aren't any power companies or states now that solely rely on wind and solar, correct? Uh, is uh, not that, that I'm a, aware of. Is that a safe assumption? That's right. All right. Copy that. I just got to finish this note to a superior. Yeah. Because at this point, I mean, if if the if the turbine bin, <laughs> turbines, Turbin? moving, turbines, turbines, whichever, if uh, they're not moving, that doesn't mean somebody is not getting power. Sure that power does. just goes into storage. No, it doesn't, Joe. Because it, I won't. It, I'll be. It'll be me or Patrick won't get power. Because <laughs> he's high on the list. Yeah. Of not because he's mouthed off to XL. Exactly. So they keep him right. fixed last. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what tomorrow is, don't you? Happy Valentine's Day. Another St. Patty's Day has come and gone. Why think about the damage to your car? Why think about the bouncer you took a swing at? He said, kiss me, I'm Irish, you fat f Why think about the winner you went home with? Don't call me. Why think about your bed being the bathroom floor? Forget that night with Mick Ambien, the St. Patrick's Day wonder drug. Mick Ambien not only cures your hangover, it wipes out any memory of your night at the bars. How? By inducing a near coma level night of sleep while hallucinatory dreams race through your mind. Mick Ambien works fast to rid your system of the toxins, the gallons of alcohol, and the green dye you ingested. Blackout with Mick Ambien. Sure, you'll wake up in a pool of unpleasant fluids, but you'll clear your digestive system and rid your mind of any memories of the night whatsoever. Mick Ambien, the St. Patrick's Day wonder drug, because any side effect you may suffer is better than facing up to what you did. Thank you. The best, the best part of that, oh. the bouncer you took a swing at. I said, kiss me, you Irish, you fat. That's the best. Yeah. Have we had, is that new? I don't know. No, if that's that. We've had that. Tomorrow is a, quite a day for amateurs, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I have long since contended it's the worst day in the world to be a bartender. I always hated working St. Patrick's Day. Because uh, every Bud Light low. hero wants to drink Guinness and Jameson, and they're oh. a disaster. What about green beer? <laughs> oh. What's green and tastes like yellow beer? Green beer. Yes, sir. Um, uh, can I address my son? Just, no. just stay home, son. Please just stay home. Just, just yeah. do dad a favor this one stay time. Home. I don't tell you. Tomorrow the windshield is supposed to be in the single digits. Just right do now. old dad a favor. You know how he worries. Just stay home. No, here's what you need to do. Here we you go. need to go out today, and you need to go to garagelogic.com, and you need to look at the corned beef brisket recipe. It's you can't screw it up. Uh, there's only one guy that had me there's, only, that there's only one guy that screwed it up in <laughs> the history of the show, and that is you. <laughs> yeah. All you do is. Get a corned beef brisket, put it in the crock pot, add whatever spices you want to it, pour a little bit of white uh, red wine in there, and just follow the directions. Okay. And okay, when wait. I did it, it looked like the hide of an elephant. It's, it's not the look, because <laughs> the, the brisket's going to be wait, 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 wait. red. There's no sauerkraut, is there? No, no. there's okay. no sauerkraut. All right. 
All right. But go, no, no cabbage. Oh. Check it out. Yeah. GarageLogic.com. Rookie's Recipes. I've made it, and it's Rookie's not lying. It's yeah, cabbage. I did it, and I blew Why it. Why don't you just eat chicken poop if you're going to eat cabbage? Oh, oh, cabbage, no, cabbage isn't bad. Carrots oh. and cabbage and onions. You but know it's... what I had the other day, and I didn't want to, but it was told to me about when I was halfway through it. <laughs> Kale. Oh, kale's well, not bad. It's like really good spinach, for isn't it? Yes, I don't care for it, but I know I have to eat it because you got to eat some good yeah. stuff sometimes. It's mixed in salad mixes, and it, it's fine. You realize, Matthew, you are an adult. You can say no. You don't have to eat what kale or what yeah, cabbage or whatever the hell it is. A stroganoff, meat stroganoff thing yesterday, and we call she, it beef stroganoff. She put, yeah, she put. Um, there should mushrooms be no kale in it. In her uh, own pan, because nobody likes mushrooms. Oh, so I, I love have mushrooms. I've I've said no. I, I just can't. So I have said no there, and she had to do that in her own pan. And uh, I'm glad she you did. Put your foot down, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You finally strapped <laughs> on a. You finally strapped on a set of balls. Hey, they're yep. back. They're back they're really only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. At WorldwideWaftage.com. It's on this day in Minnesota history. Joe, today is March 16th. On this day in 1876, the St. Paul Society for Improving the Condition of the Poor. What? Later called the Society for the Relief of the Poor, was organized to give aid to people who needed food, fuel, and work. Early officers included Henry M. Rice, Alexander Ramsey, Henry Sibley, and William Marshall. All the guys that were bad guys, huh? Right. On this day in 1882, March 16th, noted esthete Oscar Wilde lectured at the Opera House in St. Paul. He Hmm. had spoken the day before at the Academy of Music in Minneapolis. That's pleasant. Did he bring a mirror with him? I don't know. <laughs> hey. Uh, frame a reference joke there. Got it. Why, does he vain? Well, he was Never in mind. Oh. Never mind. Okay. On this day in 1912. <laughs> 316. Clyde Elmer Anderson was Love born in Brainerd. Clyde. A champion of social and humanitarian causes. He served a record 11 years as state's lieutenant governor beginning in 1939 and then as the state's 28th governor from 1951 to 1955. He died in 1998, and he must not have liked the name Clyde because he was always known as C. Elmer Anderson. Okay. He, he yeah. ditched the Clyde's Clyde. Clyde's a cool I mean, name. Why would you not like Clyde? Clyde then you go to Elmer? <laughs> Elmer's okay? How many Clyde Andersons? and Elmer. We Yikes. had Elmer Anderson, Elmer C. Anderson, C. Elmer Anderson. We had an Elmer C. and a C. Elmer. Elmer Fay. Elmer's yeah. Glue. Elmer's. Elmer's Anderson nice Windows. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. I, I guess we're that. not here tomorrow, so you're on your own for St. Patrick's I Day. I screwed up that frame of reference joke. I should have said a portrait of himself. Oh, oh God, yeah. I'm so stupid. Yep. Sorry. That's right. Oh, take I'm, the rest of the week off. Why don't you call yeah. me yeah. stupid yeah. ass yeah. instead? Take me off there tomorrow. <laughs> and I ain't going to uh, any St. Patrick's Day celebrations. It's the rest of St. Paul? Stay home, kiddo. That's a big day in St. Paul. That's what I mean, but is it going to be? Oh, sure. Okay. West 7th will be hopping. Sure. For about six minutes. There's a parade. I think they're probably going to start pretty quick here. Say, if you want to start pretty quick, go to PodMN on your smartphone. PodMN uh, for all sorts of different types of podcasts, including... 
Um, Garage Logic and a brand new one that's very, it's new to me anyway, the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. A buddy of mine from school, I saw him at the airport. He's got 27,000 followers on Twitter and he does a really cool pop culture podcast. So check that one out. Uh, Here we go, guys. Go to garagelogic.com. Sign up for online Garage Logic Town Council. And don't forget about the online store that we have at garagelogic.com. It is that time once again where we pick up the phone and we make the call to our guy. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, is with us once again. And boy, now is the time for you to do the same. So don't delay. Pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Dial 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar coded advice and josh is on the line with us once again here in garage logic and josh today you'd like to touch on interest rates the banks and your a stocks are doing pretty well well we'll get to my a stock doing well the a stocks being apple amazon and advanced micro devices the market is still enthralled with the fed today a little bit with the european central bank and the state of bank in general. And as we have talked starting last week, when I brought up the, and I brought up before, we'll say anybody else brought this up, uh, the downfall of Silicon Valley Bank, which as you're aware, was trading at $267 a share at the close on Wednesday. And today we're zero after the California regulators shut it down on Friday and the over the weekend, Feds and the FDIC shut down Signature Bank in New York, which led many many investment professionals to not only sell the entire banking complex, but in particular sell the regional banks. And they started looking at which regional bank had the worst. Uh, balance balance sheet or the worst asset. So they started settling in on a few banks, including a Pacific Bank of the West, Western Alliance Bank, Zions Bank, and First Republic Bank, which I am told is the bank for the rich people. I guess I'm not a a rich person because I use a credit union. That's neither here, here nor there. As I have been stating for many, many years, I am not a bank investor. I leave investing in banks to others just not a place for me. Difficult. The banks have difficulty making money in many different interest rate environments. So I know many analysts have said as interest rates move up, you've got to put your money in the banks because they're going to make more as they can get higher yields on the assets they have. They can charge more for their loans and they can pay out less in the form of rates to rates to depositors. Well, Unfortunately, many of the banks got caught searching for yield and trying to find whatever point in time they were getting money in the longest dated, highest yielding treasuries. And as the Fed raised interest rates, and I know I keep going over this, as the Fed raises interest rates, bond values decrease. And I don't know whether it's banking 101, but I do believe that most of the bankers should well have known that as the Fed raised interest rates and raised interest rates aggressively, their asset of long mortgage-backed securities and long treasuries is going to go down in value. Long treasury index last year, as I've stated before, the TLT, that was down a third last year, equal to NASDAQ. The short 
Treasury index, SHY, that was down 6% for the year. And on short treasuries, that you're still taking a loss. Now, if you buy individual bonds as opposed to putting money into an index and you hold the maturity, you are going to get your principal. But in between time, because of changes in interest rates, your principal is going to go up and down. Now, this past week, the banks have been attacked and tacked incessantly. Like even yesterday, Credit Suisse, which has been a bank that has had problems for at least 15 years, said they had more problems when the Saudi National Bank said, no, we're not giving you any more capital. Well, late yesterday and into this morning, the Credit Suisse got some money from the Swiss National Bank, so that helped them. That stabilized banks in Europe. Here in the United States, First Republic continued to to get attacked as maybe the next bank to be uh, taken down based on their credit quality. But there are numerous other banks that are sitting with significant mark to market losses on their treasuries. That means if they were to liquidate their treasuries today, they would suffer significant losses. If they hold the treasuries to maturity, they're going to get the face value. In the meantime, they still collect the interest. So the feds can say, hey, the banking system and Treasury Secretary Yellen said the banking system is still very strong. Quite frankly, the asset quality they have. Market opened down today, not only worries about the banks, but also on the European Central Bank raising interest rates a half of 1% to 3.5% to deal with inflation over there. It does become a worry. Yes, there is inflation over there, but their economies are slowing down, not speeding up for many different reasons. Now the debate comes back to the United States. The Fed meets next week and debate is on between many strategists. Well, what is the Fed going to do? Should they raise 50 basis points as they had indicated before the banks started their spiral down last week? Should they do nothing because of the banking situation or should they go 25 basis points as they had indicated previously? Jumping Jim Cramer, one of my favorite people on TV said this morning that the Fed now has cover for only a 25 basis point move, given what's happening with the banks. And that could be it for the Fed, given that inflation statistics, the data that the Fed is looking for, shows inflation is cooling and the price of oil continues to trend down. Oil stocks have just been crushed. In the last week, the price of oil has gone from $75 a barrel down to $66 a barrel in the last week. Oil stocks have followed. Not a pretty place, but oil stocks, when everything is said and done, could be ripe for some bottom fishing. Heck, Warren Buffett did some more bottom fishing as Berkshire Hathaway increased their stake in Occidental Petroleum. Moving on to my A stocks, Apple, Amazon and advanced micro devices. Apple continues to attract money, as does Microsoft, as being very strong financially. I would add in Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway as well as very strong, financially strong places you might want to hide out. Amazon got an upgrade today saying it's trading at multi-year lows. Nobody likes the stock and they're still taking market share That's a place to be. Amazon said before has been very, in terms of the stock, has been very frustrating and disappointing to me, particularly after its stock split. 
it still remains to me a good long-term story. Advanced micro devices, the semis have been attracting money, and in particular the two leaders, advanced micro devices and NVIDIA, on the big move towards artificial intelligence and the big need for chips. They're still going to be there. I still think place to be. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You too. Thanks very much. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.